0: Good evening, and welcome to our Christmas Eve candlelight service, where God has invited us, he has called and gathered us here to hear about this great news of the greatest gift that we could ever receive, the gift of Jesus entering this world as a baby to be the Savior of the world. Would you pray with me as we prepare our hearts to hear from him tonight? Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for this time in which we're able to hear about your greatest gift to us. While we were yet sinners, Christ entered this world and he died for us. Father, help us to hear that through the songs, through your word, both as it is read and it is spoken. Father, we praise you and thank you for who you are and the promise of salvation through your Son Jesus Christ. So, Father, we pray that you would bless our time tonight as we worship you through your word and through song. We pray these things in the wonderful name of our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Let's stand together as we sing.
2: Christmas, everyone. We're the True Axe family, and we'll start here. The season for watching and waiting is over. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This is the light of the world, and the darkness cannot extinguish it.
0: O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the peoples. Psalm 96, 1 through 3.
2: Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Psalm 96, 7 through 9.
3: Say, Among the nations, the Lord is king. Let heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth.
4: The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, You have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood, will burn as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father,
5: they did our say
0: so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation, a sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God if we love one another God abides in us and his love is perfected in us by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him.
1: Let's stand together as we sing.
4: when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town and Joseph also went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed who was with child and while they were there the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
0: that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, A bunch of other angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased.
1: On Christmas night,
4: Pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been
1: told them. Let's stand again as we sing.
2: night on this Christmas Eve. We thank you that it's by your Holy Spirit that we are gathered here. And Lord, you have done so much for us. Born in Bethlehem's manger, and Lord, we cannot separate the manger from the cross, because it was upon the cross where you shed your blood to take away our sins. And in the resurrection, you've given to us eternal life. We thank you for the gift of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that tonight we would be liberated by this good news. Not to use our liberty to serve ourselves, but to serve those who are in need within our community. So fill us with your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. Because we need you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I welcome you here today. If you're gathering with us through Facebook Live, thank you for joining us or gathering with us tonight. If you're here in the sanctuary, thank you for coming and joining with us in this joyful time. As we gather tonight to sing and to hear the truth that is ours in the Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who was born in Bethlehem, Tonight, let's not forget those like Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Let's not forget that many people don't have a warm and comfortable place to worship and to reflect tonight. We are blessed tonight because we have the warmth of the sanctuary, you have the warmth of your home. And I'm so grateful tonight that as we bring you this service from this building, we actually, right now, we are sharing this facility with those who have no home. Tonight in this building, we're housing the South Snohomish County Cold Weather Shelter. Volunteers of the We All Belong Cold Weather Shelter are working in this building tonight to help those who have no place to go. So a big thanks goes out to the volunteers who are running the shelter and other shelters in the greater Puget Sound region. People willing to sacrifice their Christmas Eve for others. So today as you gather in the warmth of your home or in the warmth of the sanctuary, don't forget Mary and Joseph. That first Christmas they didn't have a home to stay in. They didn't have a hospital for, for Mary to give birth in. They actually had to stay in the part of a home in which the animals were kept. So as followers of the one born in Bethlehem's manger, as somebody who who says, I follow Jesus, you cannot ignore the plight of countless people who are experiencing hardships. Why? Because Jesus came. He came to serve the poor, and he came to serve the needy. Today I'm going to read a, a passage of Scripture. It's typically not read on Christmas, but it helps us understand the mission of Jesus who was born in Bethlehem's manger. The passage of scripture is taken from St. Luke's Gospel, the fourth chapter. I'm just gonna read to you verses 18 and 19. When Jesus went into his hometown, he went to church, he called it the synagogue, and he was asked to read the scriptures. And Jesus was handed the the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, of Isaiah, of, of Isaiah's prophecy, gives us the reason why was Jesus born in Bethlehem's manger. Well, Jesus read of the prophet Isaiah this text, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me, he has chosen me, he has coronated me, to proclaim good news to the poor. Not anointed or coronated to live in a palace, in a place of splendor. but He was anointed king by God to proclaim good news to the poor. HE HAS SENT ME TO PROCLAIM FREEDOM FOR THE PRISONERS, AND RECOVERY OF SIGHT FOR THE BLIND, TO SET THE OPPRESSED FREE, AND TO PROCLAIM THE YEAR OF THE LORD'S FAVOR. SEE, JESUS CAME, AND HE WAS ANOINTED FOR THE POOR, FOR THE PRISONER, FOR THE BLIND, and for the oppressed. If he came for the poor, if he came for the needy, that means that he came for me. And that means that he came for you too. You see, I I am poor and needy, and and you are poor and needy. Maybe not in in property or or in earthly wealth, but all of us are, are poor and needy, and, and my own internal, internal poverty is made evident when I have a lack of concern for those who are in need within society. You see, when I'm, when I'm confronted with the Word of God, and when I'm completely honest with who I really am on the inside, I, I come to the alarming realization that I too am poor. I am naked. And I'm homeless. You see, you, you can be the wealthiest person in the world, yet be, you can be living in utter and, and helpless poverty. Poverty of the soul. Those who are truly rich um, in this world, those who are truly rich, they may not have very much money, but they're rich. They may have nothing tonight, but they're rich. Because if you have Jesus, you have all that you need. If you have Jesus, you're rich beyond measure. You see Jesus was born to give you the riches of his forgiveness, of his presence, and of his eternal kingdom. He came to set you free so that you are no longer you no longer need to be bound by the guilt of sin or to walk alone or to have an eternity that stands before you, you're not really sure what's going to happen after you die. You see, Jesus has come to set you free, but he has come to set you free for a purpose. He hasn't set you free so that you can just live your life however you want to live your life. He set you free so that you are free to serve others, to serve those who don't have food or clothing or shelter. You see, when Jesus set you free, you are free indeed. You are free from the guilt of sin, and you are free from the bondage of self, selfish living. You are now free to live selflessly for others. As those liberated by Jesus from sin and death, we, we ought to be those people that seek to help those in need, to help in whatever way we can. And and we ought to seek to engage also in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. So we help those in need in practical, hands-on ways, but we also share with them this good news that Jesus is the one who has come to bring forgiveness and everlasting life. I think that each and every one of us, we want to see social Justice. We want to see change within society. Many of the things that we witness and see within our culture, it grieves our heart, it breaks our heart. And we need to understand that true social change will never happen in our community without the message of Jesus. That if we repent of our sins and believe the good news of the gospel, that we can receive a new heart. And a new way of, of looking at, at the world and looking at other people. You see, some churches today they, they think that they need to drop preaching, preaching the gospel to spend more time helping the oppressed. And others think that they need to focus on preaching the Bible only while neglecting the oppressed. But we don't drop either. We don't drop the cause of of helping those in need, and we don't drop the cause of, of preaching the Scriptures and calling men and women to repent and to believe the good news of the Gospel. Why don't we stop preaching and just focus all of our time and energy on helping people who are in need? Because Jesus didn't do that. And why don't we only focus on preaching And forget about helping those who are in need. Well, because Jesus didn't do that either. Jesus did both. Jesus helped those who were in need. And he continued to preach the gospel. An author, Leslie Newbegin, Newbegin, in his classic book, Mission in Christ's Way, he wrote the following. First of all, why we should help those within our community. He says, why should people believe our preaching if they see no sign that anything is happening as a result, if they can see no evidence that disease and ignorance and cruelty and injustice are being challenged and overcome, why should they believe our words if there is nothing happening to authenticate them? Think about it. But then, on the other hand, when it comes to preaching, preaching the Scripture, preaching repentance for the forgiveness of sins, he says, on the other hand, it's equally stupid to say preaching is a waste of time. To say forget it and get on with tackling the real human problems of poverty, of injustice, and oppression. And here's why. He says to a hungry man... A good meal looks like heaven. Think about that. To a hungry man, a good meal looks like heaven. But then he says this, when that man who was hungry has eaten it, he knows that it's not. So we seek to give good meals to hungry families, and I want to thank All of those people within our church who have contributed to our annual holiday baskets and our continuing month-to-month contribution to helping the families of Cedar Valley Elementary School. But we know that the the meal is only a a meal. People still hunger after they eat. The homeless are, are still cold after they are housed even the rich hunger and shiver for more after they've received everything that they could imagine. And this is why we preach, repent of your sins, believe the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. People need more than to have their belly filled. They need what only Jesus can give. THROUGH WHAT PAUL CALLS THE FOOLISHNESS OF PREACHING. THEY NEED THE FORGIVENESS OF SINS. I NEED THE FORGIVENESS OF SINS. THE REALITY OF JESUS' PRESENCE AND and ETERNAL LIFE. MY ETERNITY IS SECURE IN HIM. So JESUS WAS BORN. HE WAS BORN NOT in, IN WEALTH OR IN SPLENDOR, THOUGH HE WAS A KING. Jesus was born in that part of the house where the animals are kept. And his birth was announced. It was announced by angels, which is really cool. But not to the wealthy and to the powerful, but to who? Shepherds. Shepherds in the the fields keeping their, their flock by night. And then think of his ministry. Think of the the hardships that he faced. And then think of the last days of his life. When He rode into Jerusalem sitting on a donkey. They hailed him as king. But only a week later, they began to shout, crucify him. Crucify him. And after he he rose again from the dead, who was it that announced his resurrection to the world? It was an assorted group of motley men and women who witnessed his resurrection and carried the message of his his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins to the world. Jesus didn't choose the polished, the well-educated, and the well-respected. Remember that among his disciples were many people whom society would have looked down at. His birth was announced to ordinary shepherds. And his life, death, and resurrection were announced to the world by ordinary women and men. And the announcement of angels to shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks by night... That announcement, that the truth of that announcement is as true for us today as it was for those shepherds some 2,000 years ago. Here's the message for you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Angel said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior has been born to you. So I ask you tonight, have you repented of sin and trusted in the good news of the gospel? Are you trusting in Jesus? If not, there's no better night than tonight to trust in Jesus Christ, to turn from trusting in whatever you're trusting in Trusting in yourself, trusting in whatever you think is going to make life wonderful for you, and and to trust in Jesus. Not that in trusting Jesus everything is going to go well, or things are going to be easy. But that in trusting Jesus there's no need for you to be afraid. You have a Savior. He's with you, and your eternity can be secure in him. So there's no better night than tonight to trust in Jesus. And I ask you tonight, would you pray with me? Would you pray with me tonight to confess your sin and to trust in Jesus, knowing that he loves you, knowing that he died for you to pay the price for your sin, and that he rose again to give you the gift of everlasting life? So I invite you to pray with me today, wherever you're at. If you're at home, If you're sitting in this sanctuary, pray this prayer after me in your heart. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that I need your forgiveness because my sins are many. I believe that you are my Savior, born to take away my sin. I believe that you died on the cross for me and my salvation. And I believe that you rose from the dead to bring me into your eternal kingdom. And today I humbly repent and trust in you as my Savior. Amen. For those of you who trust in Jesus Christ, I want you to know this. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus has forgiven every single sin. Jesus is present with you. Now, he has let you into his heart. He has let you into his heart. And Jesus will bring you into his eternal kingdom. Free from the condemnation of the guilt of sin. Forgiven. Not alone. Your eternity is secure. You're free. You're free in Christ. And now that you're free, you might ask, what what should I do with my freedom in Jesus? How should I live now that I'm free? You see, people released from years in prison have a hard time figuring out what they should do with their freedom. You have been given freedom in Christ. But not freedom to, to live however you want to or to indulge in sin, but you are free to serve to help, and to share with a world that's in need. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word today. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you that your heart is so big towards us that you've invited us into your heart, that we rest secure in you, Lord, it's not through what we can do or what we can accomplish. It's only through what you have accomplished for us already. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. This time we invite you to stand. And if you have your candle, you can light your candle. And we will begin by singing. The song Joy to the World. Amen. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and to be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.